since we're talking about him, and this is really the dispensation of the Holy Spirit, there was the dispensation of the Father, where all we knew was about God, our Heavenly Father, and then Jesus came, that was his dispensation. Now we are in the dispensation of the Holy Spirit, and once it's over, the end comes. And we can see from the signs, things that are happening around us, you can already tell we are very, very close to the end. Very, very close to the end. It's just been a few years since I've been in the United States uh, and, and become a citizen. When I first came, nobody talked much about homosexuals. I mean, it wasn't an issue. And people just didn't want to be involved in that. Today, governments are talking about laws. And it's all over the place. And you can even tell ministers are, they don't know what to do. A minister says, is, is, we, have, we have to deal with this because it's coming. It, does, it shouldn't surprise you because that's what Jesus said is going to happen. In the last days, these things will come. Men will be lovers of themselves. And there's nothing you can do about it. It's just a sign of the end. And we should pay attention and reach out to those that are without. Make sure that they are part of the kingdom of God. And that's why we're reaching out to you over there on television. We want to reach out to you as a church. We want to make sure that you find Christ as your Lord and Savior. And find your secure place in Him just as we are found. He's so important. I'm going to tell you this. That if Paul, the apostle, were to meet you today and to talk to you, meeting you for the very first time, he probably will not ask you if he knows you're Christian. He probably will not ask you how you're doing with your family, how you're doing with your children, your finances. That will not be the question he may ask from you. I believe his very first question will be, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? If you are a Christian, that's a legitimate question. It was so important to Paul that he felt compelled to ask a few Christians when he met them for the first time, to ask them if they received the Holy Spirit when they believed. Now, if you received the Holy Spirit, how are you supposed to know? To answer yes or no? There's got to be something to let you know without a doubt that you have received. And he was expecting a yes or no answer. And if, they have the, if we couldn't tell whether we've truly received or not, how could you say yes? Oh no. So with God, there is no shade. Is black or white? Is God loves it or He doesn't? So we have to understand that God expects us to know whether you have received the Holy Spirit when you become a Christian. Let me read from Acts 19, beginning from verse 1. It says, And, I, and it happened while Apollos was at Corinth that Paul, having passed through the upper regions, came to Ephesus. And finding some disciples, or finding some Christians, he said to them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? 
Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? That means if you truly believe, you should receive the Holy Spirit. It, it shouldn't be a difficult thing for you to receive the Holy Spirit. But the, wo- the word is, did you receive? Not will God give you the Holy Spirit. He's already given. The question is, did you receive when you believe. So that suggests to us it's possible you may not have received even though you have believed. That's what that means. Otherwise the question will not make sense. To ask a person who is a Christian, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? Because they were already disciples. And he knew they were disciples. And he still asked them this question. So it tells me that it's possible for you to be a Christian and not have received. My question, my, my question to Paul was, okay, fine. How do I receive? Can you tell me? But let's go further in the scripture. It said, so they said to him, we have not so much as heard whether there is a Holy Spirit. We don't even know that there is a Holy Spirit. Talk more of receiving the Holy Spirit. And I'm reading from scriptures. This is not just me. This is coming from the word of God. Saying receiving the Holy Spirit is so important in a Christian's life. That's the thing Paul will ask. Because everything you need comes from the Holy Spirit. You can't be holy before God. No one is holy. Holy means set apart for God. It's the Holy Spirit that can make you holy, set apart from God. If you don't receive the Holy Spirit, it's hard for God to set you apart for a great purpose for your life. So Paul was adamant about this. Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? They said, we never heard that there is a Holy Spirit to receive. I like the next question. In verse 3, he said, into, then, into what then were you baptized? In other words, how were you baptized then? If you haven't heard that there is a Holy Spirit, how were you baptized? Because Jesus commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And these guys were saying, we don't even know that there is a Holy Spirit. We never heard that before. And Paul said, how were you baptized? Into what kind of baptism? So they said, into John's baptism. Then Paul said, John indeed baptized with a baptism of repentance, saying to the people that they should believe on him who would come after him. That is, on Christ Jesus. He says, when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. In other words, they were baptized into Christ. When they heard this, they were baptized into Christ. Is it possible for a pastor to baptize you without touching you? You have to be put in the water, right? So, even though they had been baptized before, 
they were only baptized with the knowledge, the knowledge that they had that was not complete. The same thing happened with Apollos. He had to be taken aside and to be taught even more. So Paul baptized them again. So it's not wrong for you to be baptized a second time. If you were baptized as a child and didn't fully understand what was going on, or you believed and things went all way back, you can still be baptized again and come into Christ. So he baptized them into Christ Jesus. Then in verse 6 it says, And when Paul had laid his hands on them, notice, that's why I asked the question, did they lay his hand on them when he baptized them in water? He absolutely did. And I'm sure they came out of the water and they dried themselves up, right? And were standing with him. And then he called them again together and he laid his hands on them. And after he did that, the Holy Spirit came upon them and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. And he says, now the men were about twelve in all. All of the twelve individuals all received and all spoke in tongues. They all received the Holy Spirit. For me, I think it's very important that I preach the full gospel so that people get to know the truth. We are only obli- God is only obligated to confirm His word. And I believe that you can be a Christian and not really reach your full potential with mind becoming a mighty man or woman of God unless the Holy Spirit is at work in your life. Paul had the Holy Spirit in his life strong. Was he perfect? No. Had a big fight with Barnabas. And they went their separate ways. But still very anointed. We need the Holy Spirit. In John chapter 7, this scripture spoke to me so strongly years ago. And please, when I speak, I'm speaking to help. No condemnation. We all have the righteousness of Christ. Amen? No one is better than the other person. We just need to follow after God and do what is right. It says in John chapter 7, verse 37, beginning from verse 37, he says, On the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, If anyone thirst, let him come to me and drink. If anyone thirst, let him come to me and drink. Now, in that time, this was a feast in, in Jerusalem. And what did they, what they did in, in those days, in the seventh day of the feast, was the greatest day of the feast. And what the people do will go out and they fetch water. And they bring it in to pour before God. And as they were doing that, Jesus spoke out. He said, he cried out. He cried out, saying, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Verse 38, And he who believes in me, as the scripture has said, so he's referencing scripture again, He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. 
Out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Verse 39 says, but this, to explain what Jesus was talking about, he says, but this he spoke concerning the Spirit. He's talking about the Holy Spirit, whom those believing in him would receive. Those believing in him will receive, for the Holy Spirit was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. Glorified means taken up to heaven. Because he said, when I get to my Father, I will pray the Father and he will give you. So until he sat down in heaven glorified, the Holy Spirit couldn't come. That's why Jesus said to them, it's it's important for you that I go. If I don't go, the Holy Spirit will not come. And if the Holy Spirit doesn't come, you won't have real help on earth as a Christian. The Holy Spirit is the helper. He's the one that helps us. We constantly need help. We constantly need help. In my early days, I was sharing in Sunday school this morning. In my early days, it was hard to get help because of the things that I was going through. Nobody really understood. I went different, talked to different ministers. No one could really help me to gain understanding of what was happening to me because I had involved myself with a lot of demonic activities before I got saved. And they were giving me a whole lot of difficulties and I couldn't know, nobody could tell me how to get free. Back in Africa, where they knew even better. But when I got here, forget it. There was nobody to go to. If you speak about it, they will even laugh. Like, this is, you're kidding you're Christian, you're talking that way, it's like a joke. There was only one person I knew to go to. To him. And I voiced out everything that was happening. How I was feeling, what this thing was making me feel. God, you got to help me. I tell him the story. Sometimes I couldn't pray. I, I prayed in English and I thought maybe he's not hearing properly in English. Maybe when I speak my local language, that pidgin English, he'll get it. So I switch from English language and I speak in the broken English to get my answer. But I poured out my heart to him. I didn't know that God was healing me. He healed me. And you can do the same thing. But it takes the power of the Holy Spirit. And in that moment, God revealed to me, my true deliverance will come through the power of the Holy Spirit in my life. At that time, I stopped speaking in tongues because I thought I did it. It's not happening. But on that day, in the room, and God spoke to me, He says, even if it hurts you, do it. I started years ago. He didn't take but a few months. My life had transformed. My understanding of scriptures changed. Then boldness came. This can happen only through the power of the Holy Spirit. Not when you receive, and probably next week when I go, to let you know how God, the Holy Spirit, can help you in your Christian work. And it's a daily work with Him. He leads you in the paths of righteousness. We all need leading. For his name's sake. Just for his name's sake. So I'm vulnerable. Nothing but with him leading me, he'll guide my steps. That's why we are talking about this. Because we need this in our lives 
personal between you and God. God living inside of you. He wants to be a part of your life living in you. Jesus said He was with you. He will be in you, helping you through life, showing you and guiding you because we all need guidance. He will bring you into all truth, the scripture says. And when you go wrong, He convicts you. And He speaks to you. He woos you. And then He comforts you. And then He pushes you along. You can do it, He says. You can do it. With God, all things are possible. And you hear that coming from the inside of you. That's what this is all about. Not to say, well, I've received this Holy Spirit. I'm really great now. It's to help you in your Christian work. But you won't receive until you thirst. Jesus said, if anyone thirsts. I've found people in other denominations. You read about them. And they've been going to church all along. And then they tell you, you know, a time came where I wasn't satisfied. Something was missing. They start searching. And it pulls them away. They go to a full gospel businessmen's meeting because somebody invited them. And then they realize, that's what I've been looking for. And in those days, full gospel businessmen meeting, always about the Holy Spirit baptism. Prophecy, speaking in tongues, and all of those things. We should be a part of the church and not something that is new or something that is strange to talk about. It was there from the very beginning. It was part of the church from the very beginning. And if we want New Testament time, operation of the Spirit of God, relationship and fellowship, we need what they had. And they had nothing but the Holy Spirit in their lives. Many times you will see, it says the Holy Spirit spoke. They were ministering to God, these prophets, and then all of a sudden the Holy Spirit spoke and said, separate from me Barnabas and Saul. I need them for a work. Who spoke? The Holy Spirit. They depended on Him. We are depending on our intellect and our wisdom. And so we are struggling. And we are running to and fro, seeking people to help us. When we already have the helper. But you have to thirst. Jesus said, if any man thirst, even after you have received the Holy Spirit, that's not the end. We should still thirst for his help. I need your help. God, I've blown it. I really need your help. I want to go further. Why can't I be like these guys? Look, they're doing great work for God. Why am I like this? And the Holy Spirit is instantly, you need to do this. That's what this is all about. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. It's not just going to church. It's getting to know the Father intimately. He's not having a big ministry. He's getting to know your heavenly Father intimately. It's not like you're going to be perfect, but He works with you. And He changes you from glory to glory. Only through the transforming power of the Holy Spirit. That's why Jesus died to remove sin so that we can have the help of God Himself in our lives while we are on the earth. That's why He died for us. So no one is greater than the others because we all have the Holy Spirit. 
It depends on how far you want to go. Deep cries out to deep. If you are thirsty, God will meet you. Blessed are they that hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. And we're speaking to you there over uh, watching on, on television. Remember, God cannot go past your hunger. It's when you desire it. Ask and it shall be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock, the door will be open. But if you are not careful and you don't want to knock, then God knows you really don't want this and He'll leave you alone. You don't have because you didn't ask in the first place. It's not like God's not giving. It's whether you are willing to receive. Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? Did you receive? It's not God's not saying, did, did God give you the Holy Spirit? That's not the question. The question is, did you receive? Are you willing to receive? If I haven't received, I say, how do you receive? That will be the question. So the question is, we need to be to search. Did you know that Mary, the mother of Jesus, desired to be filled with the Holy Spirit? Did you know that Mary spoke in tongues? Mary, the mother of Jesus, spoke in tongues. And I asked people, if Mary thought it okay to wait... To receive the Holy Spirit and spoke in tongues. Mary, if in our time, I am the mother of Jesus. Right? She waited. She waited to receive the Holy Spirit. And Mary spoke in tongues. A lot of people do read the scriptures, but you don't stay there. But let me share with you from the scriptures so you know. How many people received the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost? How many of 120 of them. Now let me read this scripture to you. Acts chapter 1. Beginning from verse 13. It said, And when they had entered, they went up into the upper room where they were staying. Peter, James, John, and Andrew, Philip, and Thomas, Bartholomew, uh, Matthew, James, the son of Aphias, and Simon the Zealot, and Judas, the son of James. These all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication. What were they doing? Praying and making petitions to God with the women. Mary, the mother of Jesus. She was there with them. And with his brothers. So Jesus' brothers were also part of that group. They were all praying. And, and in those days, Peter stood in the midst of the disciples, including Mary, the mother of Jesus, the other women, and the brothers of Jesus. They were all disciples at this time. He said, and in those days, Peter stood up in the midst of the disciples. Altogether, the number of names was about 120. Mary included. When the Holy Spirit came on the day of Pentecost, how many people received? 120 of them. Mary was one of those people. And she spoke in tongues. And the brothers of Jesus speaking in tongues. 
And I'm thinking, you're arguing with this? Mary thought it wise to wait for the Holy Spirit. And you think you have a separate experience that is so great, you don't need that? I told myself, if, me, if it was good for Mary, it's good for me. If it was good for Silas, it's good for me. He wants to receive the Holy Spirit. No. <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> so they all received the Holy Spirit. I, 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 sometimes God will open my eyes to see something that I've been reading for so long and never really paid attention to. To drive home the truth. So we can go further in our, in our work with God. If by the grace of God, I've been able to help you to open up to God. Not to me, because I'm just a man. But I'm sharing scriptures with you. I guarantee you, you will not regret allowing the Holy Spirit to come into your life. And many people have received, but they don't practice what... Should I use the word practice? They don't use the gift a whole lot. It's like you have a nice car that's parked in the garage. And you're telling everybody, I own a Rolls Royce. Really? But you're driving a Pinto. (laughs) You say, I know. But I own a Rolls Royce. (laughs) Don't listen to you. Really? You keep that up, one day somebody's going to yell, Be quiet. We're tired of you telling us about your Rolls Royce that no one can see. Drive it so we see it. Amen? Why should you drive a Pinto when you have a Rolls Royce? The Holy Spirit lives inside of you. Is the use of the spirit that God's given you that's going to transform your life. Not the fact that you have a Rolls Royce. That's the difference. It's using the gift. And I'm going to be coming with that next week to show you from the word of God how this gift can transform your life, fill you with confidence so that you can do without fear what God has called you to do. In whatever area of life, even business, he'll give you so much strength, no fear, and favor, and the right word to say, to say when, when it's needed. That's the power of the Holy Spirit. That's why we're talking about this. Jesus called him the helper. And I need, believe me, I need help. Hello, don't answer the phone, but I need help. Many times I cry out to God, I need help. I really need help. And I humble myself before God's word. The key is to humble yourself before his word. Don't argue with his word. If I don't understand it, God, please help me. I want that, but I still don't understand it. God will respect that. And tell him, God, can you open my mind so that I can understand? Because I see it in the scripture and there's something in me that doesn't want to receive this, but I want this. God will meet you. Because if you ask, you will receive. You can take the process. 
You don't have to receive today, but take that process. But be willing. If you are willing and obedient, you will eat of the good of the land. So the willingness is the key. I need this. I need this. God help me. And God will meet you. Some people, because they were willing, God met them in the bathroom. <laughs> while they were singing. And he came over them. But don't tell, don't tell the other person, if you want God to meet you, now go to the bathroom. Don't do that. God will meet you wherever you are and whenever you're ready. He's going to meet you right there. He can meet you in the church. I use the bathroom because people think maybe when I go to church, that's when God's going to show up. No. God everywhere is church for God. Where two or three are gathered together in my name, He is there in the midst of them. It's not just here. He can reach you right there. Next week we want to talk about how you know that you have received the Holy Spirit. How to receive the Holy Spirit if you haven't received And especially for those that have received. That's the important thing. What do you do with what you have to get results? What do you do with what you have to get results? And I can tell you this, that I don't have a whole lot of formal training in ministry. But even before I became a minister, I could do things taught to me. And I say that with all humility. I could do things with the word of God spiritually that some, some seasoned ministers don't even understand. And I don't say this out of pride. Because until God gives it to you, you don't have it. You can have your PhD, what I call post hole digger. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> and you can have all the DDDs. But if the Holy Spirit has not given it to you, you don't have it. No man can receive anything, John the Baptist said, unless it's given to him from above. Amen? Unless it's given to you from above. Bow your heads with me this morning. You know, when we speak God's word like this, The reason for it is because God is about to do a new thing in your life. Sometimes we think these things are coincidences and God just, the pastor has to preach and he picked that thing to preach. No, believe me, God's involved in what we're doing. Somebody today is going to a new level in the spirit realm, amen? Somebody is going somewhere much higher than where you are today in the spirit because we've spoken the words of faith and faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. All heads bow today. You're watching on television as well. You can bow your head right now. And I want to give an invitation. If you haven't received Christ as your Lord and Savior. And you want Jesus to be the first person in your life. Which is the greatest thing you can ever do for yourself. Why don't you lift your hand up there and you over there watching thank you and you watching over there by television just raise your hand God will see your hand and we're going to pray pray with me every one of you Heavenly Father we thank you for sending your son Jesus Christ 
into the world for my sin. God, I confess my sins and I ask you to forgive me. Today, because I have asked, I believe I have received forgiveness. Help me right now to live my life for Jesus Christ. To submit myself to your will. Thank you, Father, for receiving me into your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. If you've done that for the if you're doing that for the very first time, you just became a child of the living God, and heaven recognizes you as part of the family, a family member. And your name has been written in the book of life. Here on earth, as the the body of Christ, what we ask you to do is to let us know what your decision is today by filling this part where it says my decision on this connection card and put it in in the offering bucket as it goes by. We'll be taking our offering right now. And uh, just check that out, put it in. We'll send you something in the mail uh, to help you with your work with Christ. Amen? Amen. We're going to receive our offering right now. And I want to thank you all, members of the Ark Fellowship, for your giving. How many of you saw the minibus outside there? Yes. Amen. That's your giving. We didn't have to raise any funds. We were able to make a substantial